Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson, host of the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. Now we at Rising Above love nothing more than encouraging special needs families. And we love doing that through our website, through our free downloadable app, and through this podcast. Because we know firsthand how difficult and challenging this life can be. And so we are so grateful that we have this platform here through the podcast where we can share stories of other parents to remind special needs families that they are not alone on this journey. And we would love nothing more than for you to help us spread the word about this podcast. And so we would be so grateful if you would just take a minute to leave us a rating and a review because that is one of the best ways for other special needs families to find this podcast. So if you would take a minute to do that, we would be so grateful because we want as many families as possible to know about this resource that's available to them anytime, day or night, when they are just needing a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of hope on this journey as special needs families. We all need to know that we are not alone. And hearing stories from other families who have been through similar things or different things, but hearing their perspective and hearing how they got through those challenges is such an encouragement and helps lift us up out of the pit. So if you would just take a minute, leave us a rating and review, we would be so, so grateful. Now we have another great episode for you this week, as I had a conversation with my friend, Sandy Ramsey Travick. Now, if you were part of this year's By the Brook event, then you got to hear Sandy speak and share from, from her heart. She is an amazing woman, and I'm so honored to call her friend. Sandy lives in New Jersey with her family, and she has an amazing website called Undisabled Lives. We'll be sure to add a link in the show notes, but you need to go check out what she's doing. It is amazing, great things to encourage special needs families on this journey that we're on. We are currently at Rising Above in our Peace in the Chaos study over on our website through our blog. And if you've not had a chance yet to join in, please go check it out. Every week I'm doing a short little um, video that introduces what we've just talked about, what we goes over what we've talked about and we'll introduce what we're going to be talking about the next week. There's PDF that you can download to go through the series with us. It has been an amazing series that we have been going through and so personally helpful for me. I will tell you that this series has been much needed in my life recently and I know that it will be a blessing to you as well. And we'll be sure to add links in the show notes so that you can easily find the, the blog and find the information that you need there to join in on the Peace and the Chaos study. So in this episode, Sandy and I are going to be talking about one of the sessions that we cover in Peace and the Chaos, which is on how we keep our peace by renewing our minds. And I will tell you, for me, it all starts right there because I will have a thought come in my mind and I have to choose whether if this is going to be something that's going to help me be peaceful or is this going to cause me fear and worry and anxiety and so Sandy and I have a great conversation that I know is going to be encouraging for you as you learn along with us how we can all have peace 
in this chaotic life. And you're going to love Sandy. She has an amazing story. And I always love hearing her perspectives on the special needs life. So here's the conversation that I had with my friend, Sandy Ramsey Travick. Hey, Sandy, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Becky, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. It's always my pleasure to be able to spend time with you, kind of sharing our experiences. Yeah. And you said back, and I was going to mention that you, this is your what? Third time? I think this is my third time. Your third time. I'm telling you, well, you're one of my favorite (laughs) guests. So my favorite people. So we're going to bring you on as much as you can, because you are a woman who is filled with wealth and knowledge and you share it so lovingly. And I'm just grateful for us to have the opportunity to have this conversation. So I will say, if you haven't heard Sandy's other podcasts, please go back and listen to them because they were just so amazing. And we will add links in the show notes so people can go back and find that. But you also, you spoke at By the Brook this year at our mm-hmm. event and so did an amazing job there. And you lead one of our Rising Above community groups. Mm-hmm. So you are, you are family now. And that's what I feel like, like God has given me family in this season that I didn't even realize that I needed that um, this ministry and the women that I get to spend time with every week really have become such an important part of my life. Uh, God knows what we need, even when we don't know. And so, yay, God. Yay, God. (laughs) Well, and I just, I love your heart for moms, especially special needs moms, and the way you pour into them through the group that you lead through your website that you have undisabled lives. um, And, and the things that you share there to encourage and equip all of us on the special needs journey. So I just, I would encourage you go back and listen for our listeners, go back and listen to the other podcasts you were on. Sandy was on because they were amazing. And then check out our website because there's so much information right there, um, that just to encourage you and help you be able, you know, the special needs journey is challenging at best. You know, we, it, there's some days that we just fly right along and everything's going great. And then there's other days that whammo things happen. And you have actually had a big whammo that happened to you over the summer. Um, and share a little bit about that because, that it's, it's an amazing story. And it is one of the hardest things I've heard of a family have to go through. So share a little bit about what happened this summer and a little bit about miles as well. Uh, and so my son, miles, um, is one of three, uh, who has special needs as a result of an illness that he contracted as a toddler when he was like 13 months old. Um, And interestingly, as part of that illness, one of the complications was that his kidneys shut down. And so in addition to that, he has some cognitive disabilities, he has some cerebral palsy, a seizure disorder, all of these things as a result of that illness. And so his kidneys shut down then. Uh, When he was 13 months old, he was on dialysis for four years and then had a kidney transplant and my husband was the donor. And so, um, so excited about that thought that we had had that behind us. Fast forward to now, Miles will be 23 tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, We discovered during COVID that his kidney function had started to deteriorate. And one of the ways that we found out is that he just started having 
um, seizures in a way that he never had them before. Like he was, he landed in the emergency room a couple of times because he fell and hit his head with seizures and stuff. Had never happened before. Um, the last time it happens that he landed in the ER because he'd had a seizure, we were ready to take him home because we feel like we had become so adept at caring for him at home mm -hmm. yeah. for seizures and it's COVID. So we didn't want right. him to be in the emergency room. Right. Um, but God being who he is, <laughs> found a way to resist our attempts to get out of there. The doctors thought they saw pneumonia. Uh, long story short, it wasn't that we found out in the hospital stay that his kidney function had dropped to a point where he needed to have dialysis immediately. Wow. Um, and so we knew that at some point, if his kidney function continued to deteriorate, he might have to start dialysis. And so we planned for that. Mm. We didn't expect that he would have to start immediately and that he would have to go on hemodialysis, yeah. which, um, I get that because that was the you know our life for years with Jeff and it, if you haven't experienced that, it yeah it, there's it, it's it's an unbelievable, challenging thing to have to go through. I mean your quality of life just I mean it changes so dramatically. So I mean literally in the in the in a matter of days we had to start taking him to dialysis three days a week four hours at a time um, and it wiped him out. And so it helped um, to get some of the toxins out of his system, mm -hmm. but it wiped him out. Um, and so we knew that he would need a transplant. Um, and I remember um, when he came home from the hospital and we were about to start the journey with dialysis, I was sitting um, in my quiet time with the Lord um, trying to worship and I could feel my heart stirring. And the Lord said to me, Sandy, do you trust me? Mm. Um, and so we know that God knows everything, right? right. And so I'm literally sitting there thinking, what is the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and I, Becky, I burst out crying and mm. I said, yes, Lord, of course I trust you but I'm scared to death. I am scared to death mm. because I don't know what trusting you is going to cost us mm. because that's real, right? That because God real. knows all things. He knows the ways forward he has for us, but sometimes there is a cost to yeah. the ways of oh, God. Yeah. Um, and he didn't say, Oh, don't worry about that. What he did say though was, um, I'm fighting for miles mm -hmm. so you can be calm. And that word became my anchor kind of through this journey. And so I remember once we were, one day we were sitting uh, in dialysis with him um, and we got some bad news from one of the doctors. The doctors called to give us some, what could be bad news. Mm -hmm. um, what it did do was start me thinking, oh my gosh, What's going to happen? I didn't expect this. You kind of know how our minds Absolutely. go, right? When things yeah. catch, catch us by, by surprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I had been meditating on that word. God is fighting. God is fighting for us. God never loses a battle. Uh, thank you, Lord, that your word says that you're fighting for us. And so I can be silent. I've been listening to worship music about God fighting for us. 
And he just, it seemed like he tapped my heart and turned my attention back to him. I'm fighting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one morning, again, in my quiet time, the Lord led me to a scripture in Psalms that said, I have ways forward, pathways forward that you don't know anything about. And I almost jumped out of my chair because I was so excited about that. Anyway, long story short, um, one of the people that my husband works with, he's a consultant. So one of his biggest clients, his wife told us that the Lord told her that he wanted her to give Miles her kidney. Wow, that is huge. Right. And, and, and so this is what God says, I'm fighting and I have ways forward that you know nothing about. We knew nothing about this. She ended up being um, a perfect match. Um, and so Miles got her kidney. And so some of the things though, Becky, that I learned in this process, um, I told you that years ago, I'd been trying to write a Bible study called Becoming Courageous. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be about the Israelites' journey into the promised land. Um, And the scripture was, do not be, uh, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because I, the Lord, have your God have gone before you. Every place your foot treads, Mm. I have already given to you. And I couldn't write the Bible study though. I felt like As much as I'd studied it, there was still something in me. Um, I hadn't processed it. I hadn't lived it. Something was amiss in me so that I couldn't get it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Through this journey, one of the words that the Lord gave to us came from Deuteronomy 31.8. And I think you talked about it on your Wednesday wake up. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because I, the Lord, your God, have gone before you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, what we didn't realize when we got that word immediately is that it was spoken to Joshua in the Bible. That's who the word was for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd been praying for the Lord to, to, to help Miles in this process because I didn't want him to be afraid. And I knew he couldn't say, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't do that. And I wanted the Lord to protect him. And so that's the word the Lord gave us. Um, I've gone before you. Don't be afraid. Joshua, from the moment we walked into the hospital, that's what everyone called Miles. That's his middle name. They didn't call him Miles. Everyone called him Joshua. And that's so that not was his kind first of first name. That's the middle name. I mean, like... his middle name. Yeah. And so they have his whole name there. But everyone, every doctor, every nurse, every technician, called him Joshua. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that was God's way of saying, I heard you. This is the word that I have for Joshua. But, and so that's one part of it. But the point that I wanted to make was that God tells the Israelites to go in and take possession of the land that he's given it to them. I've given you this promised land. Now you go get it. Um, But the part that was lost on me before was that there is a fight in the going and getting of the promises of God. And that had they not been equipped to fight, that they could have lost the promise, not because God didn't give it to them, but because they weren't equipped for the fight. Um, And 
uh, I guess meditating on that helped me to recognize when things went wrong in the hospital, like uh, in the course of treatment, one of Miles's lungs collapsed. Um, unexpected, his breathing was labored. We had to rush him to ICU to reinflate his lungs, um, to get his um, breathing back on track. That had nothing to do with the kidney transplant, had nothing to do with um, the process that we expected to go through to get this kidney, but it was part of the fight, mm. um, part of the battle that we had to fight with the Lord to get to the promise. Mm. And so I guess um, what I learned in this is that just because God makes promises to us, the accessing of those things is not pretty and it's not easy, yeah. but it is promised. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that I didn't understand when I was trying to write the Bible study. Sometimes the words of scripture, because we're seeing it in hindsight, makes things look so easy, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. it's not easy. When you're in the right? midst of chaos, it was, you know, it's, it's like when, like right now, you know, you've had your chaos that you're going through, you know, we're in, we're in, in rising above, you know, at rising above right now, we're in this series, peace in the chaos, where we're looking at ways that when the chaos strikes, which is going to strike just life in general, general, but when you add in the special needs world, <laughs> it's a whole nother level of chaos. But how do we stay at this place of peace in the middle of the chaos? Now, that's not to say, you know, I, I've had, you know, John Alex has been sick for weeks now. And there have been moments that I am, you get so fearful and you get so concerned and so, so worried but it's that moment of where you realize that you're going down that path and, and stopping, stopping yourself and, and changing course, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's one of the things that you in your journey have learned to do so well. It is not to say you, you have not had moments where you are fearful and you are concerned and you, you know, you're not just like flitting through this, this story, like, Oh, everything's going to be great. No, <laughs> you know, it's a battle. It is a battle. And a lot of the battle is in, our mind, which goes right into the conversation that's taking place in the peace and the chaos study for this week is that we keep our peace by renewing our mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love our memory verse for this time, um, which is Isaiah 26, three, which is you will keep in perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Mm -hmm. So Sandy, how do you go about doing that? You, you've just come through and I know you're still. He's still recovering. You, I'm sure there's still moments that, of concern. You know, as you're as he's continuing down this path of healing. So, how do you work towards keeping yourself in this place of it's not just peace, but it's perfect peace. Um, you know, throughout the process, the words that the Lord gave me are what anchored me, mm -hmm. and so when He said. I'm fighting for you. When it looked like things were going sideways and I was tempted uh, to lose my peace, I was tempted to stop trusting. Mm -hmm. What brought me back was meditating on that word because the word of God is the yes. truth. God is the God of peace. And so his word carries his peace. And so trusting in the words that he gave me, then and in the words that he's given me before then and mm -hmm. since then are the only things that anchor me in peace because they're the only things that I know for sure that I can trust. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say even that um, 
the times when I've got become fearful, when we become fearful, God knows that we're human and that we're afraid, but he has mm -hmm. a word for that too. You know, uh, the time I sat with him and I said, yes, Lord, I trust you, but I'm scared to death. He didn't beat me up right. because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. What he gave me was assurance from his word to combat the fear. Yeah. You know, it's almost like I felt like he was saying, um, you're focused on the wrong thing. Yes. Yes. How you feel, the fear, <clears throat> the lack of peace. Let me help to refocus you yeah. by giving you the right words mm -hmm. to be thinking about. Yes, mm -hmm. it looks scary, but I'm fighting. So let's yeah. focus on the fact that I'm fighting because yeah. there's peace in that mm -hmm. because I'm in that. There's assurance in that. Yeah. Um, I just started listening to this worship song. It may not be new, but it's new to me. First time I've heard it. It's by Natalie Grant and it's called My Weapon. And essentially what the word says, what the song says is, um, Jesus, your presence is my greatest weapon, mm. um, which actually gives me chills. Um, but <clears throat> it speaks to what we're talking about here, that with God's presence comes his peace because he's the God of peace. Mm -hmm. And so if we have um, his word, we have his presence and we have his peace is kind of how it works. They're inseparable. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was like you were saying a few minutes ago, it's what you focus on. I felt like Monday we had an incident with John Alex where he got choked. We were concerned that he had aspirated. I mean, it was a scary, scary moment. And I felt like God had said to me, actually, that morning, you can focus on the chaos that's going on all around you or you can focus on me. You can't really focus on both. You have to choose where you're going to focus. I can focus on all of the chaos in my home, the, the, you know, all the things going on with him. And we do have, it's not that we don't, we have to take care of things and we have to take care of our children. It's not that, but I, I want to keep my eyes fixed on the Lord. And to be reminded, like you said, reminding yourself of his word, what he says, what is truth. And that kind of goes into one of the verses for this, in this session, we were talking about the things that we think about to whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable to think, you know, there's a whole list of things that we are to think about. And how do you find it in your life when you choose to shift your focus? What does that do for your mindset? I mean, I can almost feel it viscerally. I could feel my emotions change. Uh, I can feel my um, peace certainly return. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it almost is like it shifts the burden of the thing off of me mm -hmm. and onto God and the word, because the word is what will bring it to pass. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things I've learned too, just in terms of renewing my mind is that the more I practice scripture, reciting scripture, um, just on a regular basis, the easier it is for me when I find myself in that place of fear or chaos, the easier it is for me to bring to mind the scripture, the things that are lovely and righteous and a good report and, and, and worthy of praise that because I've taken the time to deposit it, taken mm -hmm. the time to transform the way I think, 
-hmm. by meditating on the scripture, it's easier when I need it um, to pull it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That was one of the things I was going to ask you about because, you know, it's not, it's one of those things. It has to be a daily practice. It's like getting ready to run a race. You don't just get out there and say, I'm going to run a marathon on one day. You, you prepare and you get ready for what is to come. And so when you are daily taking the time to be still and quiet, when you are daily in the word getting, that's why we felt it was so important in this series that every week there was a, there's a memory verse, you know, that you have a verse that you can memorize so that um, then when, when you're in that moment, you can recall that verse right away. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's not something that you, you can, you need to, it's gotta be a daily practice in order to have it ready for when the crisis does hit. You know, one of the memory verses or one of the verses you put in here, the end of it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so whatever we have poured in, Mm -hmm. uh, when we're shaken, will come out. And so if there's no word in there, when we're shaken, that is not what's going to come out. Um, I saw Priscilla Shira do this great demonstration once when she uh, filled a glass with water and she had someone shake her arm and the water started spilling all over the glass. And she said, so why is the water spilling all over the place? And everybody said, oh, it's because she shook her arm. She said, no, no, no. The water's spilling all over the place because the glass is full of water. That's why there's water spilling all over the place, Mm -hmm. that whatever is in you when you're shaken, when the chaos comes, that's the only thing that will come out of you. Um, And so it's important for us to to know Mm -hmm. that, especially because I think the enemy does such a good job of distracting us from that, um, giving us reasons not to be in the word, not to be spending time with the Lord, not to, to memorize the word because he knows then that we won't be equipped when we really, really, really um, need that word um, to restore our peace. Yeah. And that verse you were talking about, it's so important because it, it's, it is what we put in. And I think the world would come at us right now and we are bombarded. We are bombarded with things that steal our peace, that get us off track, that make us look at other things for our source of hope. And they are not going to, they're, they're not going to work. The only thing that's okay. going to work is taking time to pause, taking time to be still, taking time to be quiet and filling our minds with the truth of God's word. Because like you said, you know, it's, it's that's what's going to come out. Whatever, whatever you're filling yourself with, if you're filling yourself with Facebook, if you're filling yourself with YouTube, if you're filling yourself with the news, it's like you said, when you get shaken, that's what's going to come out. Um, So one of the other scriptures here that I love and that God really has been um, ministering to me from is Proverbs 23, to guard your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. And again, Mm -hmm. that goes to whatever you're putting into your heart is going to affect how you live Mm -hmm. your life, like literally. And so if we're filling our hearts with garbage, um, not only is it affecting us inside and stealing our peace, but it starts to to affect the people around us. It starts to affect our witness in ways that we Uh, may not even know. And so filling our hearts, guarding our hearts with the peace Mm -hmm. of God's word, the truth of his Mm -hmm. word ensures that what's coming out of us 
not just our mouths, but in our lives, the way that we live our lives, the way that we show other people Mm -hmm. that the peace of God is real, Mm -hmm. um, is by filling our hearts with um, the word of God. That's the Mm -hmm. only thing that guards and protects Mm -hmm. our hearts. Truly, it's the only thing. Well, let me ask you this, because I know you are, I mean, you are a busy mom. You, you work, you have a family that you care for. You have a son who is recovering from significant surgery mm-hmm. plus his other special needs. You know, I think so often we look at our life and we go, but I don't have time. I don't have time to, to, to have, to be still and quiet. I don't have time. And, I, and I'm at a place now in my life. I don't have time not to, I have to. But in your, your world, what is kind of your routine? How do you make it happen in your life to where you are making the time and the opportunity to be pouring in the goodness of God that you can then have it to pour back out? You know, Becky, I get up early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I heard someone say once, um, you can choose when you want to get that, that next 30 minutes or hour of sleep, you can decide for yourself what's more important to me, that next 30 minutes of sleep or spending some time in prayer to know that my kids are protected. Mm, she said yeah. something like that, that made it like so urgent. Right. Um, and, and so we all have the same 24 hours of every day. Um, I've chosen to get up earlier so that I can have time with the Lord. And so look, I don't want to make it sound like I'm perfect. Like, oh my gosh, I never miss a day. And because it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I, <laughs> hear you. I do recognize when there has been a season where mm. I have foregone that time, mm-hmm. I recognize it. I feel it in myself. Yeah. Things around me feel like they start to fall apart and maybe they're not, but my perspective is different. Yeah. And so- Um, there's that. And then there it's those times when the Lord has prepared me for the things that are coming, Mm. you know, it's in those times that I'm spending with him, that he'll give me the word and I'll know, okay, he's given me this word for a reason, but I'm equipped now because he's given me the word for whenever this thing happens, I have a word from the Lord. Mm -hmm. I have, I feel like I have something to combat it with. Um, and, and there are sweet times that he's poured into me when I feel like, you know, maybe I'm failing as a mom or God, I can't do this anymore. I'm so tired that he reminds me of who he is in me and for Mm -hmm. me that he pours out his grace or he'll remind me of how loved I am or it's in those times because once um, everybody else is up and the day Mm -hmm. gets started it's but I feel like um, I, I just feel like those times in the morning are so important to me for so many reasons And so for somebody who maybe has no idea, who's never made a practice of this, who's never made, you know, put, decided, Hey, I'm going to make the effort. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to stay up late at night, whatever works in their world. Mm -hmm. What would be some early steps for someone who's like, I need this, but I have no idea. I hear you say, get up early, but what do I do when I get up early? And so, um, I always start with a time of worship, um, 
because that um, softens my heart. Um, and there's a scripture that says, paraphrased, um, God is seated in the praises of his people. And so I want God's presence with me. And so I start with worship. And so I have my playlist on my phone. <laughs> um, and so I start with worship. Um, there are days when for whatever reason, I'm too tired and my heart doesn't want to worship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wants yeah. to sleep. Right. And so I, I, I tell my heart what to do. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. And so I literally start commanding my heart to bless the Lord. You know, I'm like, you will bless the Lord on my soul. Everything that's in me, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. And invariably it turns my heart so that I can worship. And so I always start with a time of worship, um, uh, have devotionals that I use, different devotionals. And so, you know, choose one. There's some great ones that you can do online, uh, tons of devotionals out there. So I'll start with a devotional to kind of focus my attention. Um, I spend time in repentance because I just do. Mm -hmm. Well, we all need time in repentance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. Um, I spend time in prayer. And so I have some helps with that. I have a journal that I write prayers down in. Um, I have gotten for myself recently a book for uh, prayers for your adult children by Stormy mm -hmm. O'Martian. Yeah. Um, when I can't think of things to pray, it just kind of prays over their purpose, their health. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so I pray about those things. Um, and then I spend time just listening, just listening. Yeah. Um, and in those listening times have been when God has told me recently, because one of the things I ask for is, Lord, create in me a pure heart. Lord, help my heart to be right before you. There are certain things I always say, like, order my steps, God, according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Yeah. Um, thank you, Lord, for creating in me a pure heart and renewing a steadfast spirit within me. Thank you, God, that no weapon formed against my family mm -hmm. will prosper. So I have things right. that I've kind of committed to memory that I say, but in those things, it invites God in. And so he's shown me recently, for example, that I need to learn how to process my anger for it better, differently. And so those yeah. are the times when God shows me things that he wants to work on mm -hmm. with me. Um, I know that sounds like a lot. So there, there are a number of things that I do, mm -hmm. but as much time as a person has is what they can spend time yeah. with. God yeah. is, I believe that he is so delighted when we show up Mm -hmm. to spend time with him when we mm -hmm. choose him over everything else that any amount of time that we commit to him that he will help us to make the most of it yes you know absolutely. what I mean that it's that it's not just us um uh, striving to be our best for God that mm -hmm. that it really is a relational time and God knows what our limits are and he mm -hmm. will meet us there yeah. in whatever time we have. Mm -hmm. And it's um, just, just to get started. It's, it's a, you know, start, you'll find what works for you because like what works for you in your time in my world doesn't work because I never, like I could get up at 4am and John Alex would decide that day. Nope. I'm up at four. You know I mean? Like it's, so for me, I have different things in my world. You know, I, I will listen to the, to the Bible on you version, but the audio version, mm -hmm. and I can listen and still do the daily reading 
but it's audio. And I like you have, you know, different devotional books and things that, that I use. And I think it's, it's like, it's like you said, making, making the effort, God will show up and he, and then you're going to, I think, I'm sure you didn't start off doing all those things. You grew Uh doing those things, right? You didn't just one day, okay, here's my plan. We're going to do, you know, you grew into that. So Uh I think for people to really just start somewhere. And God knows where we are. He knows our lives better than we do. And so um, I would even encourage someone who, who thinks there's just no, nowhere that I can carve out time to even ask the Lord to show you, where do you have 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. Even if it's, you know, you know, during the time that you have to take a shower or um, to use that time. Um, my pastor told us a story once about this mom who had like 20 kids. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But what <laughs> she used to do, um, because there, if you have that many kids, you don't have a minute to yourself. What she used to do, she would take the apron that she wore. Do you know story. this story? Yes. And yes. pour it over her head. And she told her kids, when you see mommy with that apron over her head, that means that mommy's alone with God. You have to, don't bother mommy then. And so that's what she did yeah. in the midst of her chaos. Yeah. She yep. would pour an apron over her head and that was her time with the Lord. So yeah. we might have to get creative. Yeah. Um, but if our heart is to be with him, he will help us mm-hmm. to find a way to do mm-hmm. that. He's faithful to do that. Well, and I think also, you know, like there are sometimes uh, just like I will play the, the Bible app with John Alex, when we're swinging, mm-hmm. when we're doing things together, and then he's being exposed to the goodness of God as well. So there's, mm-hmm. if, even if you can't find time to actually get alone by yourself, you can find a way to do it, even with your, with your children being there. And what a great example that is, you know, for them as well. So, you know, Miles knows some of the, some of the um, sermons that I used to listen to you know, good sermon, come home and record it. Um, He can recite them verbatim because we have listened to them so many times (laughs) in his presence. And so now, so he knows the word too. We, we play worship music so that Mm -hmm. he can hear it. And so um, it's helpful for me to remember that wherever I am, God is there. And so Mm -hmm. wherever I am, is an opportunity to meet with him wherever I am. You know, there was a time when I was much, when my kids were much younger, I would literally um, sit in my bathroom, go in the bathroom, close the door. And I mean, this may be too much information, but sit on the toilet. And, you know, I'd flush a few times so that my kid, mommy's in there and she's in the bathroom, just so that I could have you know, just yeah. some, time. <laughs> like some, some time by yourself and not be interrupted. Yeah. Right. And so God is present wherever we are and always available. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I would say too, Becky, that I would want to add is kind of, and talking about this stuff, the one thing that I don't want is for anybody to feel condemned because they haven't done it or because they feel that they've been unsuccessful in their attempts. Because from God's vantage point, anytime we try, he's mm-hmm. excited about it. And, he, and I believe he's saying, look at my girls, look at my yes. girls down there trying to do everything possible to spend time with me. Yeah. Oh, I see her heart and she's thinking about me right now. She doesn't have time maybe to spend 
in depth with me, but I see her heart and I'm on her heart right now. And that blesses me. I think all of that matters to God and for us to recognize that he's not nearly as hard on us as we are on ourselves when it comes to that. He knows what our Mm -hmm. lives consist of. He knows, um, he knows the seasons that Mm -hmm. we're in. And so, like I said, he will help us to be with him in the ways that we can in whatever season. Mm -hmm. And that will be enough for him. That will be enough for him. Well, and that makes me think about, I love the verse where it talks about, you know, whatever you do and like whenever I'm taking care of John Alex and I'm doing it with a loving heart, it's like, I'm doing it under the Lord. Mm -hmm. So when we are lovingly taking care of our children and doing the hard things and relying on God to help us, that's an act of worship right there. You know, when we are laying down our lives to care for our children and doing it with a, a heart of love, that is, that is an act of worship and that's laying down our lives for someone else. And so for, for some of us, there are seasons, but I mean, when our, when John Alex has been super sick, that's all I can do sometimes is just keep my head above water, try to keep, keep my head focused on God. It may, I may not be able to do my Bible reading or do whatever it is that I might typically do when things are not as chaotic. And so I I couldn't agree more with what you said there. We don't want anyone to feel any condemnation or if you're not doing something, Um, because we are all, it's like you said, whatever you do, God sees our hearts. And that's yes. One of the things that I'm constantly reminding myself and that I would want to remind the rest of the moms will be listening that, um, this special needs life is at, is an assignment that we mm-hmm. have from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Nothing that happens gets by him. He is mm-hmm. sovereign. This is the assignment that he has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, with that assignment, God knows everything that's going to happen before it happens. He knows, um, he knows the time that we have. He knows the cost <laughs> of this assignment, right? And he has put things in place for us so that we can have the time that we'll need with him Mm -hmm. to be able to prosper in this assignment. And so as much as we are yearning to be with him, to find ways to do it, he's yearning all the more and has planned all the more to find ways for us to be with him. They may be unconventional ways, like some of the things that we're talking about, they may not look like anything that anybody else is doing, but that doesn't matter right? because his assignment for us is specific. And the things that he has for us to do are the things that he has for us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be people sometimes who don't understand our life (laughs) and the choices we made have to make and may even judge that. But to that, I would say this is our assignment. And so as long as we're true to what God has given us to do, he is glorified. Mm -hmm. He is pleased because like you said, Becky, that is our act of worship. As long as we're doing the things with the right heart that he's given us to do, I believe he's pleased with us. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I just think that is a beautiful note to end this conversation on. And I just, I'm so grateful for you. I always love, I love when we get to just have friend conversations from time to time too, when you and I get to chat and because you are such, um, 
you're a wise woman and I love learning from you and hearing your perspective on life and your heart and just seeing how you love people so well. So Sandy, thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation with us today. I know that boy, it's going to be a blessing to everyone who listens. So thank you, friend. I hope so. You know, I'm my, you know, that's my heart's desire is for, I don't know, for us to know how desperately God loves us, how desperately he loves our kids and how desperately he wants to be everything in our lives Mm -hmm. that he, that we will let him and that he wants us to have joyful, peace filled, Mm -hmm. fulfilled lives. That Mm -hmm. is his heart for us. Um, and I, I want that for myself. And so I'm on that journey trying to learn how to do it. And anything that I learned that can help anybody just a little bit, Mm -hmm. because that's our victory, right? That's Christ's Mm -hmm. victory in and through us that despite all of this, at the end of the day, God is glorified because we did this thing. Well, Mm. we were victorious, um, even in the hardship, um, yeah, I, I don't want to like start a whole nother podcast. <laughs> we, we could go on for a whole, we'll, we'll come back another day for part two. So thank yeah. you, friend. I love you so much. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.